The following program is paid for by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Finance of America Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 1071, AZBK 0910184. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Absolute Mortgage. Visit absoluteloans.com or call 888-90-HOMES for cost information. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, sponsored by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Finance of America Mortgage. Now in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, May 14th show. I am your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. I'm dedicated to my listeners providing you with the tools needed to make informed decisions on all matters that affect your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I am here to answer any questions that you have and more importantly, to connect you with the guests that I have on the show today. Please call 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyr.com. And my lineup for the show today, all regular contributors of the, of the show and all guys in studio. Well, we Sarah is here. She's not going to be on mic. That's uh, Vincent's assistant. But other than that, I'm having conversations with a bunch of men. <laughs> so it'll be a good show, I guess. Uh, Greg Nunn uh, with uh, None Better uh, Tax Resolutions, and he's actually my personal CPA. Taxpayer identity theft. How do you protect yourself? Also in studio, Vincent Humphrey, attorney with Humphrey and Associates. Uh, many times in studio with me. Uh, saving time and money with lawyers. This will be a fun conversation. We know that's an easy task. <laughs> and also we have Tony, Tony Sablon with New York Life Eagles Strategies, addressing the six key areas of capital accumulation and protection. A great information and great guest in studio for more information on the topic discussed today or topics you'd like to hear on future shows, please call 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And let's start out today with a little money chat. Money. Money. It's always great to get a little news from Freddie Mac. With the overall economy just inching along, some experts are questioning whether the housing market can continue its momentum throughout the rest of the year. Now, people are beginning to ask questions such as, will disappointing economic news adversely impact housing? What about if the affordability of major concern in today's real estate market? Are we approaching a new housing bubble? Are mortgage standards too tight or are they loosening up? Well, here's a um, comment from Freddie Mac in the economic outlook distress of disappointing economic news and impact uh, they think it may have on housing quoted recent data darkened the growth outlook of the first quarter of 2016 however despite the disappointing economic reports we still forecast housing to maintain its momentum in 2016 now also quoted we've revised down our forecast for economic growth to reflect the recent data for the first quarter but our outlook for the balance of the year's remaining modern Modestly optimistic for the economy. Now, what about real estate? Well, Freddie Mac uh, was much more optimistic about the housing and quoting, we maintain a positive view on housing. In fact, the declines in long-term interest rate that accompanied much more of the recent news should increase mortgage market activity. Now, they went on to include that we expect housing to be an engine of growth, 
Construction activity will pick up when we enter the spring and summer months, and rising home values will bluster consumers and help support renewed confidence in the remaining months of the year. So great news. The latest report from Freddie Mac uh, also showed that the 30-year fixed rate mortgage averaged 3.61% for last week, slightly down from the week before at 3.66. Crazy. And nearly 20 points lower than a year ago at 3.80. So it's just funny that they just keep going down. You know, all experts, including myself, have said for so long that there's nowhere to go but up. But <laughs> they've gone down. This is great news for homeowners who are dealing with rising prices due to low inventory of homes for sale in many of the areas throughout the country. Now, Freddie Mac expressed their optimism for the rates to remain low throughout the spring in recent blog posts. Um, and they also stated, we expect mortgage interest rates to stay well under 4%. As we head into the heart of the spring homeowner season, we're predicting it to be the best one in 10 years, which should provide even greater opportunity for first-time homebuyers. So with interest rates falling historically lows, yet many experts still expect them to increase in 2016. One thing we know for sure that according to Freddie Mac, current interest rates are at the best that we've seen since April. Now, every quarter percent in the interest rate, so when the interest rates do move up, something to kind of look at every quarter percent, give or take is about $60 a month in your mortgage payment. So depending on what you're doing for a down payment, it's equal to maybe about $10,000 buying potential. So rates go up a quarter percent, you lose out and buying potential of $10,000. Now, um, what this really means in the bottom line, if you're thinking of purchasing or refinancing, why are you waiting? I'm in the mortgage industry. That's what I do full-time, expert in that arena. So if you need my help, please feel free to call 1-855-411-50 or go to themoneyhour.com and I'd be more happy to, more than happy to assist you with any of your mortgage needs. Coming up next to the Money Hour, how many taxpayers experience identity, identity theft and are you at risk? Well, we've got Greg Nunn with Nunn Better Tax Resolution right here on 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to start foraging wild berries. I was skeptical, but these are actually pretty good. You don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Are you behind in filing your tax returns? Does the IRS claim you owe them money, but you can't pay? Are you getting nasty grams from the IRS? Are you losing sleep? Please know your tax problems can be solved. Work locally and actually meet the person that'll help you with your tax problems and not some faceless national firm. Call None Better Tax Resolution today at 1-844-SOS-1040 for a free confidential consultation. Again, call 844-SOS-1040 today and start fixing your tax problems so you can sleep peacefully. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. Sponsored by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Pinnacle Capital Mortgage Corporation. Now, in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Well, welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and expert, 
Tina Mitchell right here on 1150 AM at KKNW, the Saturday, May 14th show. I've built a network of elite, elite industry professionals every week, sharing their knowledge and expertise with you, my listeners. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but you can always call the show at one 855 400 1150 or go online at com. Again, that's one 855 400 or online at com. And right now uh, in studio, Greg Nunn with None Better Tax Resolution. We're going to talk about taxpayer identity theft. Greg, thank you for coming back in studio. Thank you, Tina. Good to see you again. Yeah, I've seen you a little bit this week with uh, Lunch and Learn, Visit in Studio. So yeah. uh, thank you for all of the uh, all of the support. A little bit about uh, Greg for the, for those of you that have not heard him. And by the way, he's got a lot of great segments uh, listed on The Money Hour. So go to the podcast, uh, The Money Hour, and just search Greg Nunn if you want some more great tax advice. He is my personal tax guy, and he is the tax guy for the show. So you can listen to all of his uh, podcasts, just a wealth of information. But a little bit about uh, Greg. Greg Nunn is founder and principal of None Better Tax Resolution in Redmond, Washington, the first firm of tax resolution specialist in Washington State. His passion is helping people that find themselves in a predicament with the IRS due to failing to file tax returns and or not paying what the IRS claims they owe. He represents these troubled taxpayers vigorously before the IRS. His practice also provides tax preparation and tax planning for individuals and businesses. Uh, Gregory is a licensed CPA in the state of Washington and just finished celebrating his 30th year anniversary as a CPA. He is also a member of the American Society of Tax Problem Solvers, the premier association of professionals helping troubled taxpayers. In 2013, he received the top practitioner award from the American Society of Tax Problem Solvers. He is also a certified tax resolution specialist. And happy to say Greg uh, Greg published his book titled Solve Your Tax Problems Now, and which was a great read, Greg. Congratulations. Thank you. And let's just go ahead and start it right off with how many taxpayers experience identity theft? I'm afraid to hear the answer to this. Yeah, and really the answer is nobody knows for sure. Uh, but it's at least 1.4 million. I've heard some that it's over 2 million. And I mean, it's just Jeez. a uh, rampant thing that's going on. Um, the amount of money that uh, folks have stole, if you will, from the U.S. government by getting false refunds in, is in excess of 6 billion. Yeah, billion, would it be? Billion. Billion, billion. And I've heard <laughs> recently, I mean, there's been a lot in the nonprofit um, sector that's been affected by... Um, um, Theft and gotcha. identity. Yeah, it's just very sad. So, Greg, uh, what is a taxpayer a taxpayer ID theft? It is when your Social Security number has been used by somebody else to okay. file a false tax return, a fraudulent tax return. So, obviously, they're filing someone's tax return that's going to be getting money back. Well, not necessarily, because what they do sometimes is they try to get a bunch of, of tax credits that are out there for people okay. that are low income like the child tax credit mm-hmm. or the earned income credit, and they, they just send a bazillion tax returns in, hope they get processed, and if they do, you know, hey, all of a sudden they got 5, 10, 15, 20, hundreds of thousands of dollars pouring into their account fraudulently. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, Greg, how will I know if I have a taxpayer ID theft and what are the warning signs? These are the sneak up on you kind of warning signs. Most taxpayer identity occurs 
and it takes some time before you even know that it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, way, the way that it often happens is you go to e-file your tax return, uh-huh. and it gets rejected because it says, hey, there's already been a tax return filed under this Social Security number. If that happens, uh, you're probably 99% sure it's going to be ID theft. Got it. Um, and th- that's just a, a real bad deal. Um, another, a couple of other signs. You filed your tax return, but your refund is just not coming to you. Uh-huh. You know, what's going on? Um, that's another sign. And also the IRS might send you a letter indicating, hey, we're, we're looking at your tax stuff. Looks like there's some income and tax credits that just aren't jiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all those things are warning signs. But the biggest one really is attempting to e-file that tax return. So, Greg, what happens if you do have a tax uh, taxpayer ID theft? It's time to take action. Uh, don't bury your head in the sand. You know, if you're going to shed a few tears, fine, but get the Kleenex out, dry those tears off, and yeah. take some action. Makes total just like anything else. It's you want to deal with it right away and not you got to. And put it could it be off. one of these things that just keeps getting worse, decaying, if you will, your whole financial life. Uh, yeah. So, Greg, um, how do you notify the IRS of theft? Well, it's like any other theft. When we, uh, you know, have our house burglarized or something of that nature, we uh, file a police report. So that's mm-hmm. the first thing that needs to be done is to file a police report with your local police department that okay. you have had identity theft. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, uh, you also should notify or file a complaint, a formal complaint with the Federal Trade Commission. And then, then there's a form the IRS wants you to file. It's an affidavit. It's form 14039, 14039 Affidavit of Identity Theft. And that's exactly what it is. You, you explain to them why you think you have identity theft, provide them the number of the police report that you reported mm-hmm. the uh, theft with, and it's a signed affidavit under penalties of perjury. So it's not something to take lightly to file that thing. But hey, if you have identity theft, get that in there ASAP. Okay, and, and Greg, so what about timing? Um, how long does it take for the IRS to process the identity theft? Are they taking their keep, sweet old yeah, time? Keep or is in there... mind what we're talking about here. It's uh-huh. the Internal Revenue Service that uh, it's, it's hard to really understand what service means there anymore. Mm-hmm. And it will take we gotta much... Be, we got to be careful what we're saying uh, over mic here. We don't want to make the IRS mad. Well, you know... I, I love the IRS. I know you do. They're, you know, I'm not going to do a Donald Trump on you, but uh, <laughs> I do have a lot of good friends at the IRS, and they're just fantastic. Uh, seriously, there's a lot of good professionals there, without a doubt. But th- they are understaffed, and yes. it does take time to process these things. And they're really, frankly, I think more interested in collecting revenue yes. than they are trying to help people with so identity there's not theft. So there's not a fast pace when something comes in that says theft that all the uh, red lights are going off to push that through the process a little quicker. Nothing of that nature. It's yeah. not like calling 911 and having the ambulance there within five minutes. It's going to take months. Wow. At least seven to nine months ordinarily. Okay. To, for them to process the whole thing. So let's talk about protection. So the best thing is to make sure that this doesn't happen to you so you don't have to go through that process. So how do you reduce the risk of becoming a taxpayer identity theft victim? Like many things in life, um, whether it be medical, car, insurance, or whatever it is, preemptive protection is the best defense against identity theft. 
And just think of the common things, you know, in life. That is, how many times do you go somewhere and they request your social security number? Mm-hmm. And we've all seen the ads, you know, on TV on the identity theft where they write down the person's social security number. And hey, if you go somewhere, I would challenge them. Do you really need my social security number? And, you know, just don't willy nilly give it out to anybody. It's, yeah. it's your number and it's unique to you. And if other people get it, especially in today's high tech society, mm-hmm. look out. They're going to be doing their thing. Yeah. Some other things, of course, is the computer, right? Mm-hmm. We got to have good protection on our computer. You know, virus software, all of that good stuff. Make sure you keep it updated. Don't use the same password for every single login. Don't use the same password forever and ever mm-hmm. um, and not for every single login. <clears throat> Although I know some might use a simple one for sites that maybe aren't so... Uh, but I even heard with it. the on the computers too. When you're interested in something, they give you this really cool thing. If you're interested in cats, you get access to the special thing. You put that password in to get access, and if you use that same password now, they just go try all your stuff. And sure enough, that password gets them in. So I had to. I always. I was just going to say I had to learn that the hard way. That's not what I meant to say because I have not had identity theft. But I used to use the same password for everything. Yeah. And I went to a. I went to a, um, a presentation, and it scared the jeebies out of me. Right. Uh, you know. So, so Greg, uh, what can you do? If you, what should you do if you receive a threatening phone call from the IRS? Thank God I haven't, uh, haven't yeah, had that happen yeah. either. But let, let, what I want to come about back there? just a little bit with the computer thing because okay. the phishing stuff, you know, where you you get some kind of email that basically like what you just described. Yes, it's asking you for personal information. So these you can guys, have access to this really cool stuff. That's right. Yes, but there's guys out there now that will send out these emails, and and tax professionals are getting uh-huh. them. And they look and smell and taste yeah. like it is yes. really the IRS. Yeah. And then you click on their link, mm-hmm. and it does take you to the IRS site, but you're being channeled through their computer yeah. system, so Crazy. they're recording every freaking keystroke. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. And the phone calls. Threatening. Threatening phone Threatening call from phone the Threatening phone calls. Man, we're going to send the sheriff to your house and you're under arrest and you owe us a bazillion dollars. And uh, These are bad fraud people, These are bad they? people. And yes. I tell you, they sound like pros. They're good. Because yeah. um, the IRS uh, yeah. wouldn't do that. The IRS is not going to pick up the phone and threaten that they're going to send it to the police to your they house. They will do no threatening over the phone yes. like that whatsoever. Uh, they're more professional than that. And one tactic that these guys use is getting... Um, is putting that information on a voicemail because then if you listen to it mm-hmm. and you go, man, I better call back, you call back, it's like they've got a live lead now yeah. because you're responding to something and they're going, oh, great, this is a live one. And then you got all the all the bad guys out there coming yep. after you. They, they, um, every year I have clients that have indicated they get these phone calls. I've even yeah. received them and I do call them back and, and uh, harass them. Yeah, pretty scary, pretty scary, Greg. So, what about what do you, I hear about the IRS revoking passports? Well, this is interesting. The IRS, being one of the most powerful government agencies in the United States, mm-hmm. seems to continue to be given more power and more authority when they have a track record of abusing it even though they deny that they don't do that, 
but they do. So if a person owes over $50,000 in taxes okay. and you're using that passport, the IRS can tag your passport that this person basically is a, is a delinquent taxpayer uh-huh. and revoke that passport on site right then and there, boom, hmm. over. They, again, the IRS indicates that it's primarily going to be for the use of, you know, things that they think that are drug dealers or, or terrorists or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But human nature being what it is, it's like, man, I have this power. Yeah. I'm going to use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the unfortunate part. It's that human nature of when we get power, we tend to abuse it, uh, which is uh, unfortunate. Unfortunate. Yeah. So, Greg, in the identity theft process, where does your professional CPA come in? If something were to happen with Dave and I, uh, knock on wood, and, and hopefully nothing ever does, but do we pick up the phone and call you? And you know how I'm, I'm a good delegator, and I like to stay in my own space, what I'm good at. And so anything that's taxes, I just shift it right over to you. And is that what you should be doing? I would, I would highly recommend that a person uh-huh. do that. Uh, I have uh, in the last several years, at least one or two clients every year mm-hmm. that have some sort of identity theft yep. uh, on their taxes. Yeah. And it's ordinarily us that find it. Like I say, when we go to e-file their return, boom, it gets rejected. Mm-hmm. And so then we notify our clients. Sometimes we know before they do. Yes. Uh, however, if they find out first, do you call, call, call me, Greg Nunn, CPA, at 1-800, no, that's 1-844-767-1040, and I'd be more than <laughs> oh, that's happy awesome. to help you. Yeah, it's, uh, So, Greg, we've got one minute before we go to okay. take a break. Final word for uh, my listeners. Final word is be cautious, be aware, mm-hmm. and if you have any inkling, any kind of gut sense of identity theft of your social security number, check it out. Just check it out and see what's going on. It will prevent a lot of headaches in the future. Great advice. Greg, thank you so much for coming back in studio and look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thank you, Tina, so much. I really appreciate it. Coming up next in the money are the old saying, time is money. Well, hiring an attorney, how do you save time and money? Vincent Humphrey, attorney with Humphreys and Associates right here on 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. little, I didn't talk for a long time. I liked things to always be the same. Anything new or different would scare and upset me. I was very sensitive to lights and sounds. It was almost like I had bigger eyes and ears than everyone else. So I built secret hiding places where nothing could get in. I didn't like looking people in the eye. It made me feel uncomfortable. I'd throw big tantrums over little things like when my socks didn't match. Sometimes I'd do the same things over and over until one day I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Never imagined your marriage would be ending? Not sure if you're going to be the weekend parent? How long is the divorce process going to take and who can you trust? The attorneys at Humphrey & Associates understand that these are just a few questions that may be going through your mind. 
You're not alone, and they've helped many people in your same position. Their mission is to serve you while you get through this difficult time. Divorce and parenting plans are difficult enough. Working with an attorney shouldn't be. Humphrey & Associates is committed to providing affordable legal services that you can trust. You need good, solid legal advice that isn't going to cost a fortune. Worry no more. To schedule your free consultation, just call 206-946-8580 or go online to halegalteam.com. Hi, this is Vincent Humphrey. Go ahead and give us a call today at 206-946-8580 or you can reach us online at halegalteam.com. Again, that's 206-946-8580 or online at halegalteam.com. Love to hear from you. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. Sponsored by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Pinnacle Capital Mortgage Corporation. Now, in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, May 14th show. I'm here to empower our community, providing you with both opportunities and solutions when it comes to your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast to talk with myself as your host or the guests that I have in studio. You can call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And and right now in studio, I'm going to have a conversation with Vincent Humphrey, attorney with Humphrey & Associates. We're going to talk about saving money with lawyers. It's going to be a fun topic for conversation. I'm, um, I'm ha- happy to have a conversation with you, Vincent, and you've spent a lot of time with me uh, here in studio, and I just appreciate the wealth of information that you have in uh, your special arena. So thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. And a little bit about uh, Vincent. Vincent Humphrey is an attorney at Humphrey Associates, PLLC, which focuses on family law, real estate, and civil lit- litigation. His passion is in bringing justice and clarity for every day, working man and woman. Vincent was just awarded Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year by Washington State Bar Association for 2015. He is the only one out of over 8,000 possible attorneys to gain this honor. That is an honor. It's awesome, Vincent. Uh, Vincent holds a Juris Doctorate degree from University of Idaho College of Lawyer and Bachelor of Science in Political Science from the University of Washington. He has over 15 years of mediation and negotiation training, which he has gained through intensive classes on the job situation. Vincent has advised companies and oversees transactions over a hundred million. Furthermore, he is still set has allowed him to cancel many companies ranging from tech companies to long f- law firms. Vincent is the immediate past chair of the Washington Young Lawyers Community. And where he leads and third, or where he did lead, and a third of a lawyers in Washington State for career development enhancement. So a uh, fun co- topic for conversation, talking about saving money and saving money when it comes to uh, lawyers. So how do you even know if you actually need an attorney? I would imagine that would be the first step in saving is knowing whether or not you actually right. need to hire one. Right, right, right. right. And, you know, it, it, it seems really basic, but I have people that come and they don't necessarily know 
exactly what they want. Yes. And for there, you know, when we're having these conversations, right, not all com- consultations are paid, but certain ones are. And so really having that check where you look and either talk with somebody that's close to you uh-huh. or even the person that you're having the situation with. I've had clients that have had situations with neighbors and versus coming to me, I, I generally ask, you know, have you, have you talked to your neighbor? Yes. And sometimes they don't. They would rather say, well, I, isn't that what you are for? And I say, I, well, I, I, I am, but yes. you know, a simple conversation actually goes a long way. And maybe and, from preventing it oh. to get to that point. And you've also talked before um, visiting me and the importance of, of really knowing what their plan is because yes. the longer they're having a conversation, I mean, you are on an hourly rate. That's the way attorneys yes. charge. Yes. And yes. so really being prepared up front. And it can escalate things. Yes. You know, just because you're perceiving a certain thing mm-hmm. that is happening, that might not actually be the case. So there may be an explanation for what's happening on the other side. And Makes so sense. having that conversation and letting the other side have an opportunity to talk without having some third party, i.e. an attorney or somebody else can go a long way because uh, I've sent that scary letter before. Uh Uh, You know, when you've got that person, they say, can you just send them a letter? Okay, I can. Yes. But you don't know what's going to come back on that other side, right? Is it a letter? That's a good point. So when they're threatening, then you get them scared, then they hire their attorney and now it's back and forth between the attorneys and those hundreds of dollars are stacking up. You've got egos and you've got reputations that aren't necessarily your issue, right? Uh There's the firm and there's other things and interests that are there. And so... Understanding that up front, saying, do I really need to send that letter? Is that the message? That I, Is that where I should start? And that's, Got it. that's not the place you should start, in yes. my opinion. It's not where you start. Makes sense. So, Vincent, what about what type of an attorney would work best? And, you know, so is that really strategizing on what type of an attorney they should be hiring for whatever situation they might be in? Yes. And so... You know, and, and not just the situation, but really knowing yourself. I know I've okay. talked about this in, in previous shows, but I've had a string of consultations. And what I'm finding is a lot of people in this advent of, you know, social media and the Internet are just simply putting in Google, where do I live? Uh-huh. Here's my issue. You know, Bellevue divorce attorney. And from there, right, you've got a hmm. wide range, right? You've got people that have, have, have reviews and you've got other things. So how do you know? Um, are you getting somebody that's actually going to care about you and your situation or really about, you know, hey, make sure you give me a five-star review after you meet with me and they're caring about that. And so what I tell people is you need to buy into your attorney Mm -hmm. and their firm and they need to buy into you. And by that, you know, it's, it's not bad to call a couple different people. A lot of uh-huh. people just stop with the first person they find, right? Yeah, on the wow. banner ad and they click and they you would say, think hey. as an attorney, that would just be a scary decision. Oh, to, my uh, goodness. Uh, could be a, a disaster. And, I mean, I kid you not, I have uh, a potential client that I've been talking with and they're in a bad situation with an mm-hmm. attorney. And they said, mm-hmm. well, why are you there? And this client said, well, it's because I, that's just all I knew to do. Yes. And just horrendous. And had this person taking the time to just reach out to somebody else mm-hmm. say hey do you do a free consultation can I just mm-hmm. get maybe 10 minutes or 15 minutes I don't need a full-blown hour of your yes. time yep I don't know if this is a the right issue or mm-hmm. my perception of what's actually happening and if so thank you for that information and then cross-reference right so just good sound advice versus just going to whoever the first firm is that you see mm-hmm. and also just because you live in a certain area right don't be afraid to 
open up your geographic region because you live in Bellevue or you live in some place in King County, there may be somebody, a city away that would be the perfect fit for you. Yeah. Don't be afraid to expand your search. And you know, that's why I'm, I'm so proud of this show. And the reason behind the show is to provide the best of the best in all areas regarding financing because it it matters. It's so yes. important that whether we're talking about our taxes or we're talking about our financial plan for our future and our family, or we run into a legal issue that we need some expert advice on. Um, so if you guys are, you know, you're out there listening right now and you need assistance in any of these arenas, please pick up the phone, reach out to me because I've done a lot of research and who is invited into studio, and they are the best of the best. So, um, Vincent, what about questions? So when you're going in for that first meeting, if you were talking with someone that's going to go see an attorney, uh, what are how do they save money by the first question that they're asking? Yeah, I was actually talking with my sister who's in studio with us, Sarah, about this. Yeah, Sarah, we, thank you, by the way, yeah. for coming in, so I'm not the only girl hanging out in here. <laughs> <laughs> and she's great, and we were yeah. talking about preparing for that initial meeting uh-huh. right, with your attorney and having questions thought about ahead of time. And it does a few things. When you come and you sit down and you actually put pen to paper or you type it up, it helps to direct what your outcomes are when you go. There is so much that happens in an hour or a half hour and uh-huh. you're trying to figure out you know, all the things that you've got going on in your head. It's so easy to miss those things. And a lot of times what I've seen happening, not with me, but with other attorneys Mm -hmm. is, you know, they your client will get in the car or or your listener. You might have had this experience where you get in your car and you snap your fingers and say, oh, my goodness, what about this? Yes. Now, do you have to call back and schedule Uh another consultation Mm -hmm. or, you know, are you uh, that call that happens inevitably when you are in the car, when you say, you know, either it's your babysitter or your friend or a family member and they Mm -hmm. ask how'd it go? You know, was it, was it, was it painful or how was that attorney? Yes. And you've got people that are, that care about you and your situation. Mm -hmm. Maybe even it's a coworker and they say, well, Hey, did you ask, did you ask the attorney this? Yeah. say, Oh man, I didn't think of that. So I say, if you have that conversation ahead of time, so when you do walk in, you've got kind of going through your checklist of this is exactly what, just like everything in everything else in life. I talk a lot about checklist. I mean, you need to have a checklist for everything um, to make sure you're not forgetting anything. And the emotions that are in this, right? When you get an attorney, even if it for something positive, such as starting Mm -hmm. a business or Mm -hmm. estate planning, there's still a lot of emotions and it's hard to, you know, separate out well here are my emotions but here's my objective here as well because when you sit in you know the office and you just start Mm -hmm. talking about all the things that are going on in your life and then you look and you say wow i was 50 minutes uh hey i've got a question by the way you want to be able to leave and say okay here are kind of the top five things that i need to know Mm -hmm. how long is this going to take how much am i expecting to cost have you done this before yes what i know you can't guarantee an outcome you know you're going to do the best you can but in doing the best you can what can I expect with that? Okay. And and Vincent, what about what you need to know if you're thinking of getting a new lawyer? So if somebody's uh, not happy with their current lawyer and they're looking for somebody new, what advice do you have there? I have this situation come up uh, actually kind of frequently when people find me and they say, well, hey, I like you. We've had a good conversation. Are you willing to take my case? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's hard because when you have an attorney that has been working on whatever your situation may be, obviously I do a lot of family laws, some real estate, as well mm-hmm. as you know personal injury, civil litigation. But when you have an attorney that has kind of walked the distance with you for a few weeks, even months or even longer, uh-huh. when you look to adjust course, 
you have to realize that that new attorney, they have to get caught up to speed, yes. which is going to cost you. Yep. And so really looking at your situation and saying, is it worth it to me from a financial standpoint? Oh, makes sense. Am I, am I almost done? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not the best. Not saying that you have to stay, but does it make sense to pay somebody else to learn what has already yep. my attorney already knows? Okay. And so that's the question that I typically ask uh clients that are looking to make a change and say, mm-hmm. you know, well, where are you at in the process? You've gone yes. so far. You've been with this attorney for three years yeah. and you want to come to me. I, you know, I, I appreciate the vote of confidence and I know I can do it, uh-huh. but just to get caught up, you know, even if, it's not like you're just picking up, you've got to go back and do all the research yes. and verify and make yes. sure that all the data and things that are there. Yes. I, I say that all good attorneys, you don't start with where you currently are. That's mm-hmm. where, you know, maybe the listeners say, well, here's my situation where I'm at now. But a good attorney is going to say, well, where have you been? Yes. That led to this point. And now I can project forward with you to see where we need to go. Makes sense. So, Vincent, what about being prepared when it comes to a legal process? What's your advice there? To everybody that's listening, understand that it is a process. Yes. Right? And mm-hmm. that the things that are happening, um, understand that if you're not necessarily speaking directly with your attorney or their team or whoever it is, that things are happening in the background, right? The court date or the actual th- you know, pleading that's filed or the letter that's sent, before all that happens, there's research, there's uh-huh. time, there's questions that are asked. And so understanding that this takes time. And yeah. as much as we would like things to move forward, law in the legal process is one of those things that just takes time and you don't want to skip through that. Yes. So, Vincent, uh, what about the communication in really being able to save money there and not to be a fortune? Because I know um, in a lot of situations with uh, the attorneys, it's you really want to get through that conversation before that 15 minute mark works, because then if not, it really could go into an hour charge. <laughs> so, I mean, right. <laughs> so what in conversation, communicating with them, how do you cut the cost down from it really stacking up? Really quickly, one of the things that I tell my clients is to try to batch their questions. If okay. you really need to speak to your attorney, batch them. Say, okay, look, okay. I've got these three things. I've got these five things. Or send an email that outlines it. A lot of times you can get more out of an email than okay. a telephone conversation yeah. because there's certain niceties and you know trying to be polite when you're having a conversation versus yep. an email. And even with your emails, not sending... 10 or 15 throughout the day saying, I'm going to send one. Yes. And in that one, I'm going to list out what I have. So again, going back to what we were speaking about earlier, being organized and prepared Mm -hmm. and doing it that way. Because when you just either pick up that phone and call and then you look at the clock and you say, oh my gosh, that was, that was a half hour. Yes. Wait a second. I, yes. You know, let's take off the last 15 minutes of that yeah. conversation. Well, I'm going to set it up right up front. I don't want to have any personal conversations <laughs> exactly what I want to talk about <laughs> and, <laughs> and let you take it from there. One minute and I got to take us to commercial, Vincent. Uh, what do you want to leave my listeners with? I would say do your homework on A, the attorney or the firm that you're looking at. Do your homework Mm -hmm. on them as well and do as much homework on your own issue. Understand what it is that you're facing. Mm -hmm. Meeting with an attorney is really not the best place to start to explore your problem. We'll explore it with you. Yes, (laughs) but it's going to cost you. You don't want to start there. So do do your work first. Get the information. Be totally prepared. Organize. Make sure you're working with a a great attorney. That's uh, that's obvious. And um, Vincent, thank you for coming into studio. Sarah, thanks for coming in and visiting as well. Look forward to having you back again. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.
Uh, coming up next in the Money Hour, what six key areas for optimizing, protecting, and directing your assets? Well, I have Tony Sablon with New York Life Eagle Strategies right here on 1150 AM KKNW after the short break. Russell Wilson here, and I know how important exercise is. It's essential. It's essential. With Play 60, United Way and the NFL are helping kids stay active and play at least 60 minutes a day. Healthy kids. Healthy kids. But what this place needs is you. To donate or volunteer, go to unitedway.org slash play60. Because great things happen when we live united. Donate. Donate. Are you guys going to do that every time? Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Minnie Driver and I'm here to share some important information about ovarian cancer. Although it's more common in older women, ovarian cancer can affect women of all ages, even in their 20s. There is no early detection test, and symptoms can be subtle. But even though you can't see it, you can take steps to get ahead of it by knowing your risk factors, such as family history of cancer and presence of gene mutations like BRCA. So talk to your family and talk to your doctor. Knowing this information will help you take control of your health and be more aware of the vague signs that could indicate ovarian cancer. We're learning more every day, and we will continue our collaborative research for diagnosing and treating this devastating disease. Be proactive, know your risk factors, and the sooner the better. Just because you can't see ovarian cancer doesn't mean it's not there. To learn more about the symptoms, risk factors, and research, go to su2c.org ovarian. The following material is presented for informational and sales purposes only and represents our understanding of generally applicable rules. It is not intended and does not set forth solutions to individual situations. New York Life Insurance Company, its agents or employees may not give legal, tax, or accounting advice, and none is intended nor should be inferred from the information herein. Clients should consult their own professional advisors prior to implementing any planning strategies. This material includes a discussion of one or more tax-related topics prepared to assist in the promotion or marketing of the transactions or matters addressed. It is not intended and cannot be used by any taxpayer for the purpose of avoiding any IRS penalties that may be imposed upon the taxpayer. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, sponsored by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Pinnacle Capital Mortgage Corporation. Now in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, May 14th show. My goal is to keep you up to date on the latest news and trends in our local economy. Keep me tuned in and I will keep you informed. You're listening to, or if you are listening to my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. You can call the show at one 855 400 Again, that's one 855 or online at com to discuss anything regarding your money. Uh, with the guests that I have in here in studio with myself, uh, your show host, or any uh, uh, feedback or on guests that you'd like to have on future shows. I always love uh, hearing from you, my listener. And in studio right now, I have Tony Sablon with New York Life Eagle Strategies. And he's going to be addressing the six key areas of capital accumulation and protection. Tony, thank you so much for uh, coming back and joining me in studio. 
Thank you, Tina. It's great to see you again. And a little bit about Tony. Tony is Wealth Advisor with Eagle Strategies, LLC. He is also the founder of Ultimate Wealth Strategies based in Bellevue, Washington. Tony works with individuals, families, and business owners to identify what motivates them, uh, what keeps them up at night, and then focuses on financial solutions that can help make their goals of reality. He not only relies on his own knowledge and expertise, but also on the expertise of his team of specialists. His mission is to develop enduring relationships with clients to provide expert guidance pertaining to life insurance strategies, investments, and upgrading people's financial plans. Tony is also soon to be author for his financial planning book coming out in the fourth quarter of this year. Wow, I have to say, we've got one author in studio, another one coming, and your host right here, Tina Mitchell. My book's going to be out in a couple months as well. So it's nice how we're all putting our expertise in uh, writing and, and sharing it. So anyways, that was a shout out for Greg, shout out for Tony, and a shout out for myself. Why not? <laughs> Tony, thank you again. So um, uh, good to have you back. And what are you going to be sharing with my listeners this time? Well, we'll be talking about uh, the six key areas of capital accumulation and protection. So, Tony, you talk a lot about the uh, capital accumulation and how it uh, one's income can play into the accumulation of assets. So talk a little bit about that. So if my income is taken away, I am left with my assets to provide for me and my family. Right? So most of us start with nothing, no real income, and no accumulated assets. But over our financial lives, Literally millions of dollars will pass through our hands. And even an individual earning 50000 each year will have earned almost $2.5 over their working lifetime. Many of us will earn much more than that figure. But how much of our lifetime earnings will we be able to set aside if we are not careful? Spending will consume most, if not all, of what we earn. Having a cushion for emergencies, money for a down payment on a house, and accumulating enough money to be able to voluntarily stop working a concept we know as retirement requires us to find a way to spend less than we earn and set aside the difference. Most of us accumulate by spending less than we make and saving that difference. So some inherit and that can help. But very few of us inherit money or receive by gift an amount sufficient so that we do not need to set aside assets on our own. So are we ever finished accumulating assets? For most of us, the answer is no. So how would that impact you and your family? Uh, saving and accumulating are never ends in themselves, but rather tools to be used to accomplish an individual's objectives. Our, fo- our clients focus on accumulating for a vi- variety of goals, securing or ele- elevating their standard of living, funding a retirement, and leaving a legacy for their heirs. So in that regard, if your income is reduced or eliminated uh, right now, what would happen to you and your family's standard of living? So... You've mentioned capital risk from another key area of accumulation. So would you elaborate a little bit more on that? So generally, capital risk uh, includes individuals who own a business. Mm -hmm. So for the business owner, a number of different factors impact or influence decisions. Most business owners are active in their business and are trying to build and grow an asset that can be their primary source of income, provide for their retirement, and have value for their heirs. As an active employee in the business, business owners are concerned about the impact of their death on the continuation of the business, their family who depends on the income that comes from the business, co-owners or partners that are in the business. So as the business grows, 
business owners worry about having sufficient cash available to fund growth, increased income taxes as they become more profitable, having the majority of their assets related to or tied up in the business, and recruiting and retaining key employees that can help grow the business. At some point, they think about transitioning out of the business or retiring, so they worry about selling the business or bringing in successors to take it over, maintaining sufficient income for their lifestyle without diminishing business revenue. And all along the way, if they believe they have created an asset which can provide a legacy to their heirs, they think about how to best transition the remaining value to their heirs. So in order to be adequately protected in this key area, you got to answer, how would your death, disability, or decrease in revenue impact uh, the continuity of the business, your family that depends on its income, Mm -hmm. co-owners or partners that are in the business? uh, How would your business be impacted uh, if your best employee left? And what what is your strategy to exit or transition from the business. So great advice, Tony. And you know, it's tax season is pretty much over for individuals until next April. So we got another another year. And my birthday's in April, so I always get to deal with taxes for around my birthday. That's fun. Well, that's gotta be fun. Uh, and <laughs> income tax is another uh, key areas that people should take into consideration. So, what are some general thoughts, ideas on income tax? So, income tax planning uses various tech techniques to, to reduce taxable income and minimize taxes. Uh, devising a strategy to reduce income taxes means first recognizing that income taxes can occur from one of two sources, wages earned from our efforts or income earned on our assets. The source of the income will dictate the strategies available to reduce the tax. So which type of income is causing you the most concern right now? Um, you know, Income tax planning is trying to predict future tax rates, but Rather, designing strategies that minimize current taxation, Mm -hmm. provide tax diversification in order to maximize future flexibility. And most people are focused on reducing taxes right now, but sometimes it pays to take a step back and ask a a couple of fundamental questions. Uh, Which direction do you think income tax rates are headed? Uh, What factors could impact that direction? Is it the budget deficit or surplus, Uh, world events, uh, demand for government spending? So why is that an important question? Well, let's say you're in a 25% tax bracket today and take a current tax deduction. That saves you $25 today for every $100 you can deduct. That's pretty nice, right? Mm -hmm. But when you take that money out to spend, let's say 20 years from now, your tax rate might be 50%. So was that still a good decision? Perhaps, but you know it depends on what other options you had 20 years earlier. So what if you had could have paid the tax, but then placed the money in something that only grew without tax, but the entire amount could be taken tax-free. Wouldn't that be nice? There are a lot of, there are a lot of great opportunities when it comes to money and it's understanding which is the best options for you and consulting with an expert could kind of, can kind of guide you through that because they, I believe that there's no, um, there's no best program, there's no good program, bad program. It's whether it's the right program for you and that's what makes it good. So Tony, many people focus on accumulation of assets and I see that asset protection is another focus point for you. So how does one think about protecting their hard-earned money? That's a great question. And uh, asset protection is uh, really using legal methods to protect assets from creditors and predators. So what are the most uh, common threats to the asset that can be protected? 
Uh, that's lawsuits, judgments, and creditors are the largest threat to an individual. Most clients who are in high-risk occupations know they have a threat, mm -hmm. but they may not have thought about exposure beyond themselves. So for their heirs, inherited assets can be exposed to divorce and remarriage, uh, mismanagement or waste, wasteful spending, and estate taxes. So this is an area where asset protection and estate planning intersect. And there are really three basic strategies to protect assets. Uh, there's exempt assets. Some assets are exempt from creditors under state and federal bankruptcy provisions. And federal bankruptcy and individual state laws provide different and complex asset protection provisions. Uh, there's change of ownership. Uh, most common third-party ownership would include corporations and limited liability organizations and irrevocable trusts. Uh, insurance is also another uh, protection strategy, also available and could be an essential part of any asset protection strategy. But all policies have limits of liability that might be exceeded. So in order to be adequately protected in this key area, you have to answer these key questions. Uh, what is your greatest threat in this area? What options do you have to use to exempt assets uh, with assets that are not currently protected? Have you considered forming an entity such as an LLC to provide additional pr mm. protection? And do you have assets you do not think you'll need that you can shift to a different owner, uh, such as a trust? Got it. And Tony, we've talked a lot about some key areas for respect to planning and how that affects, so how does that affect retirement? So re retirement used to be the time uh, that we quit working and lived off our savings. And uh, traditional retirement is, what, is a time where an individual voluntarily stops earning an income and instead uh, relies on income generated by the assets they have accumulated during their career. Uh, this step has two sides, time before getting ready for retirement and time after enjoying retirement. But traditional retirement, as we all know, may be a thing of the past. Uh, surprisingly, though, retirement is still top of financial mind for most Americans. And according to a Gallup poll in 2014, it's the largest financial concern for 70% of the working population. But now, 81% of the working population plans to keep working after retirement. In other words, uh, the traditional retirement is not happening for many people. And you know, some of the factors that affect, that impact these statistics are a shift away from employer-sponsored retirement benefits, uh, such as a pension plan, mm -hmm. uh, difficulty many have in saving enough. I know in the Seattle area, it's quite pricey, so yes. people are stretched. And relatively, uh, there's mixed investments results over the past uh, few years. There's low interest rate environment, and a volatile stock market. So these trends all have made an impact on planning for retirement, and if they persist, uh, it will change the reality of retirement for many. So you have, you know, to be protected in this key area, you have to ask yourself, how much do you need? Mm -hmm. How much will you have? And how much more do you need to set aside? And where should you put it? So, Tony, I've got a, a minute left to wrap up the show here and leave my listeners with a um, final message to help get them to a place of closure in our conversation with finances and uh, preparing for your financial future. So, you know, it doesn't end at retirement and estate planning usually comes next. So if I have to leave you with something, it's... Estate planning could be defined as directing the right property to the right people at the right time. So as you think about your comprehensive financial plan, 
you know, I would encourage you to be more intentional with your asset accumulation strategies, keeping in mind how you address income protection, capital risk, income tax, asset protection, retirement planning, and estate planning. Wonderful. Tony, thank you so much for uh, sharing your expertise with my listeners and coming in and talking money because money is what we need to protect our families. Thank you, Tina. And this is your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, signing off for the day, but I'll be back next Saturday, same place, different guest in studio, but I'll be here 1150 AM KKNW right here. Have a great weekend. The preceding program is paid for by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Finance of America Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 1071, AZBK 0910184. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Absolute Mortgage. Visit absoluteloans.com or call 888-90-HOMES for cost information.